Hey, listen to Commander Kukul Podcast, episode 205. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan today. We're going to continue the arc of the good vibes, talking about lands decks that we both play, but the exact opposite of that. Now, hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What is going down? Whole ton is going down. We're back in true CCO form, talking about a CCO deck built by us. It's been months. We've got some patrons to thank. We've got some new cards to talk about. We've got some fun stories to tell. But before we get to any of that, we have to thank our official sponsor, FusionGamingOnline.com. They're the source for all your gaming needs. Very much so. And you hit on all of the things. That's rare. New cards. Boom. There's new cards in this deck. There's lots of them. It's a deck that I actually built. I actually built a fucking deck. What? First time since like 1982. <laughs> <laughs> built it up. It's here. Version one. So there might be some live tweaking on air today. Won't be. That's what Matt Hardy used to do, the version one thing, right? I have no idea. He's doing kind of like a shocker finger blaster combination. If, if you're not watching the YouTube video, which if you are, thank you, welcome. Make sure you hit like and sub on the video. And if not, thanks for being here anyway. Yeah, very much so. Thank you to all the new YouTube subs. We appreciate the support. We appreciate our editor, Ian. Big shout out to Ian. He's been working hard for us on those Zendikar set reviews. We've just been <laughs> pounding him to try and get him out on time. He's lucky he doesn't live here. We'd probably be beating him with a sack full of doorknobs. Like, oh, Hurry up, yeah. goddammit! <laughs> I'd be behind him just with like magic cards that I've like ripped kind of only halfway in half. So they're like frayed on the ends like and just whacking them with these <laughs> ripped up cards. You- he lives in Winnipeg, doesn't he? Yeah, it's kind of just I, as bad. I feel like that's worse. Like maybe he's listening to this being man. Like I think I'd rather have that happen to me than live in Winnipeg. Oh, it's a real life. Yeah. That's real life. Well, you know what? Winnipeg, not all bad. That is where Fusion Gaming is. And that is where you can go if you go to fusiongamingonline.com and don't want to go to Winnipeg. <laughs> and why would you? And you can use CCO exclusive promo code CCO Fusion 5 for 5% off all of your Magic the Gathering singles. I just ordered a bunch of packs from there, not only for open flippy.drinky videos that we're fucking doing today. <laughs> I thought that was another Matt Hardy thing. No, I'm doing it with the metal sign. I oh, guess yeah. not everybody can, I can see myself, so I just assume everybody can, oh, can yeah. see me. See, so I got to get over that. I got to get over yeah, that. Yeah, 100%. We're, we're recording some videos today, and we also ordered all of the, the, the prize packs. We got them. Excellent. Set boosters, collector boosters. So if you're guessing, if you're playing the guessing game from the CCO pre-show on YouTube yesterday and you guessed Child of Alara. Weird naked baby. Weird naked baby. You would be right. And you can tune in to next week's pre-show to find out if you're the winner or not. But give Child of Alara a read, then we'll talk about fucking everything that's not magic. Child of Alara is a 6-6 avatar for Wooburg. That's one of each color. It has trample. Whenever it is put into a graveyard from play, destroy all non-land permanents. They can't be regenerated. So the hints are today's commander is very similar to my lands deck commander. Because they're the same commander. It's the same same one, (laughs) which is a pretty good hint. Yep. If you didn't get it, you're stupid. (laughs) just kidding just kidding and recent rules update improved this commander by quite a bit because now when commanders die rather than just going straight to the zone they technically hit the yard first they technically hit the graveyard then when state-based effects are checked they ask you do you want to move your commander from the graveyard to the command zone if yes you can move your weird naked baby from the yard to the zone you can zone them don't like it. Oh, baby. This is a powerful card. I do like it. I just don't like it on this because like, oh, that's even more terrible sweeper. Yes. Yes. And the deck does have a couple sweepers to help keep us alive, but it isn't like my lands deck. But before we get to it, big thank you to newest patron. Oh. And shout out. To- and FU. Yes, F you indeed, sir. That is probably first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Lots of finger blasting on the Discord <laughs> for this patron. That is one. Let's call finger blasting on the Discord part of the benefits. It's pretty fun. Yeah, I think the Discord was originally the intended benefit, but everybody just wants to show up and just say, like, let me have it. Yeah, and they get all the memes and the gifts and the, the finger blasting memes and you the look Brando's like- eye meme. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. I'm so happy I'm a meme. I'm two memes. I'm so excited. Yeah, you're two memes deep. Do not Google that. <laughs> <laughs> Big shout out to Jason Belk. Jason Belk? That's kind of a funny name. It's kind of like Draining Welk. Jason Belk casts Draining Welk yeah. and would counter my weird naked baby. And then he would get like a, how big would it be? A 7-7 seven, seven Draining Welk? Yeah, it gets plus one for CMC. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Jason Draining Welk. Jason Draining Welk. That sounds dirty. If we wanted to make it dirty, we could say Jason drains his Welk. Gross. Because we don't know what that means. No, it sounds like on Dr. Pimple Popper, if if oh you went in to get your Welk drained. Man, Kyla was so into that show yeah, when we had cable. Know. And I watched it a couple of times, and it's like these people with all these weird Just growths and shit. Gross. And it's like they were squeezing fucking mashed potatoes out of the human body. And I'm like, no. I've Out of a boob-sized cyst on the back of somebody's ass or something? Yeah. That is just not into... It makes, no. And the thing that I took away from that show more than anything else was it made me think about my poor American friends. Because it's not like you wake up one morning with a fucking goiter the size of my fucking head growing on your ball sack, mm-hmm. right? That doesn't happen. So that's been there for a long fucking time, and you had to live with it. Until some reality show started up, and you applied to it to show them your weird ball lump, and then they decided, yeah, we'll pop that on TV, and then you had to go and show off your fucking testicles on TV so that they could pull fucking mashed potatoes out of it, and it's gross. And here in Canada, if I had like a little teeny weeny one that might turn into a giant boil on my ball sack, I would just go and get that shit removed, and then I'd go home. Right? I'd go wait in a waiting room for six and a half hours, but at the end of the day... I would not have a weird mashed potatoes filled ball sack lump. Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm I wish that this conversation didn't happen, but I'm happy that it did. Or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Ballsack Draining Belk. Welcome, welcome aboard. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the nation. <laughs> if you want your own CCO nickname, you can go to patreon.com slash CCO podcast. Check out all the benefits. There's some good ones there. They're lots of fun. We'll send you either a Brando Alter, uh, a CCO sticker coaster pack if you're into kind of the the branded goodies, or if you wanted like an Alter from myself, just hit me up. We'll send you a thank you message and we can start the dialogue there. So we appreciate all the patrons. You guys, you guys make the videos possible. You made the sponsorship possible because you are our community. Thumbs up. If you can't see it, thumbs up. Also, uh, I really appreciate it when people have been posting their Brando Walters on the Discord. Oh, yeah. Because that way nobody gets into it thinking that I'm going to send them some masterpiece. Yeah. And instead they're just <laughs> fun. Like the one guy had like a, he wanted an insect, so I, I drew a little ant, and the ant had a rocket launcher, and he was shooting some guy in the back of the head, and it was, he was blowing up, and then I had like the little <laughs> picture in pictures so that you could see what the bug was. Like, I'm not very good at drawing, but I try super hard. And yeah. I really but, like well, they're, they're creative, they're fun, they're personal, <laughs> and that's the kind of stuff that like, and we say it all the time, we center our content around fun, right? That's yeah. the open flippy videos. We want to be relatable. We're we're not experts like in in. The fields that we are, maybe we're experts in magic. You think we're magic experts? We could be. You think we're, you're, you're a radio expert. So we've like, been playing you can come in here and work all the, the program and the switchboard and you know about microphones and shit. Yeah. Am I a painting card expert? Probably. Probably. You're pretty good at it. Like 10,000 hours, you think? Like that's what they say in quarter law, 10,000 hours or whatever, right? Hey, yeah. Or, or you need like a fucking, like a degree in it. Huh. Like, you've got a degree in journalism, but I don't know if you're an expert or whatever, are you? No, definitely not. No, definitely not. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody would ever accuse me of being an expert at journalism. Yeah, and how, how, long, how long does it take for expertness to wear off? Right? Like, oh, I, like I used to. minutes. Oh, <laughs> oh like, not I, even very long. I was long. like two and a half years ago, I was a labor relations expert. I worked in corporate, like, industrial construction labor relations for, like, fucking years. And they say 2,000 hours a year is, like, a how much you work. Sure. Yeah, no. Yeah, I worked about 4,000 hours every <laughs> fucking month. <laughs> <laughs> See, and you'd go back into a corporate re- relations office, and you'd be like, what? And then somebody would come in with a problem, and be like, dude, just shut up, pussy. Just go back to work. <laughs> And that's how that would go. Oh, man. No, I wish that's how it went. (laughs) I wish. (laughs) Speaking of shutting up pussy, don't Google that. No, definitely don't. 65 land.deck. 
Child of Alara is one of my most, let's call it famous decks. Sure. It's the deck that I'm asked to talk about. I'm asked if, car hey, are these going to go in it? Are these is this going to go in it? What do you think about this? I have a lands deck. I just did a deck tech for it on Commander Ad Populum. I'll, the, the links to Ad Populum and Brando does stuff. Those are our solo channels. They're always in the show notes for everything, so check them out. That deck is the fucking opposite of this deck. Because oh, yeah. how many lands... Okay, well, before we answer the question, I play 65 in my deck. I'm trying to get it up to about 67 because I got two lands I want to add. Ooh. Your lands deck, you sort of have two. You've got Omnath that plays, I want to say 44, 45 land. For, I think it's 45. And you've got Windgrace, which plays probably close to 50. Yeah. Which is, on, on the deck deck that I did on my deck, I said 50 in a lands deck is kind of like the very top end of what you'll see. My lands deck wants to play 67, which is extreme. Yeah. We, in true CCO classic fashion... We don't fuck around with anything. ...have dialed the knob all the way up to, or down to... Oh, up. This is up. How line. many lands? Zero. Fucking not one. <laughs> <laughs> Zero. <laughs> truth be told, truth be told, them legacy players, they're nothing to scoff at in terms of... Um, magic theory thinking they know how to bend and twist cards to make them do what they want but they just they have to use four of each one yeah that's the thing and they have access to to uh yeah four of each one yeah <laughs> i was gonna say mox diamond but no they don't because you need a land yeah <laughs> <laughs> i put mox diamond in this and i was like wait a, wait a second. minute yeah, wait a the, fucking second this card does this. nothing yeah <laughs> Oh, I think I did. I I think I forgot Mox Amber though. That's probably fine. Uh, probably fine. Yeah, because I'm never casting my commander unless I need to nuke the board. Yes. Yeah. Then you're not gonna have your commander for very long, and then you won't have the Mox Amber for very long. Not worth it. Yeah. So okay, let's do. Do you want to get into the deck? Because there's definitely some questions you have for me, and questions that I have for you. Because like I said, Ooh. this is version one, oh. and you. <clears throat> have some experience in the type of combo and the type of backup combo that we're playing. Oh, I do, because I'm a dirty, rotten dredge player. Why does anybody listen to me? I like to play stacks and dredge, and I, do, and I talk about playing for fun. Well, we talked before the show, the pre-pre-show, we said there is appetite in CCO Nation for combo decks, because you're like, oh, it's a fucking dude. <laughs> Hashtag curmudgeon Brando. Yeah. And I was like, no, listen, this is cool. It's interesting. It's seeing some play in Legacy, and there's some appetite for it. And you're like, oh, yeah, okay, that's cool. So, that's... Yeah. So where do you want to start? Do you just want to jump into the list and talk about? We're going to cannonball into the deep end. We'll start with the creatures. The creatures? The creatures. Or are we going to do super sweet custom categories? Because I've got them, I've got them arranged according to custom categories. So you have custom ca You have custom categories? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I spent the whole fucking pre-show rearranging all the cards that they were together, and you had custom categories this whole time? I forgot to tell you there's custom categories. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Let's just get into the deck, Ryan. Let's just get into it. Okay, we're going to start with the air quotes creatures. Oh. Well, with my super sweet custom categories. Oh yeah! Now that we got those we're, up, we're gonna we're gonna see if they are indeed I creatures. Spent, I spent like half an hour <laughs> moving cards, moving cards around. Oh man, that was great. You are just a bad friend. We're gonna start alphabetically as we are want to do. We're gonna do some sort of quasi clumping. Yeah, and they're not actually alphabetical. I have no idea what the fuck's happening. We're gonna go with Agadim's Awakening first. Not a creature. <laughs> Not a creature. It is a mana producer. I forgot we're in custom categories. Yes, that's right. This is the mana production category. And you'll notice that it's got that little box on the bottom that says it's a mana on the other side. The front side is a sorcery black, black, black X return from your graveyard to the battlefield. Any number of creature cards that each have a different converted mana cost X or less. So I say X equals three and we're going to get back a... A three, a two, a one, and a zero, if we have any, into the battlefield, which is going to be important because we're playing creatures of those converted mana costs mostly. And it's going to, this is one of those things that when you test the deck, I think, is looking at the 
the mana base. I feel like black, 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 and then a bunch more is going to be is going to be tough. Yes, it is. But, but there is some certain includes that are specifically for this card because it's going to get back our our mana dorks after a wrath. Sure. So there's some specific includes exactly for Eggdeem's Awakening. And this one, uh, important to note, the land on the other side will come into play untapped if you bolt yourself. Yes, pay so. three life, untapped, which is super awesome. Next up, we have an Akum Warrior. Now, another modal double-faced land on the back, 4-5 Trampler for 6. This is a throwaway card, and future throwaway cards, that's how they're going to get treated. This, Like, we've already spent too much time. Kazandu Mammoth. 3-3 three, three for 3, Forest on the back. Umaro Wizard. Four, three for five, island on the back. <laughs> and when she says island and forest, they come into play tapped. Unless yeah, otherwise... I should say they're not islands. They're not forests. They're just, let's call it a blue mana on the back. There we go. There it is. How about a black bloom rogue? Two, three, black mana on the back. Tangled Florahedron. This might win art of the set. It's very nice. That's a cool one, eh? And the foils are cool too. And I could cast the front side of this one. If I wanted a 1-1 a one, one for 2 that taps for a green, or I could just play it tapped as a green. It's essentially the same card on the front and the back. If I have the mana for it, I'll probably cast it as a creature. Sure. I don't know why I would. It would die to a wrath. I'll just play it tapped as a land. Yeah, just play it as a land. <laughs> uh, Glass Pool Mimic. This is another one that I could cast face up. It's it's enters the battlefield as a copy of a creature I control, except it's a shapeshifter rogue in addition to its other type. So it's a clone from my shit. We like this one in the set review, right? We did. I like clones. I like this clone because it costs three. Turn one, if I need a if I need a blue, well, a turn two, if I need a blue, it ETB's tapped as a as a blue mana on the other side, modal double face card. And it's a cool ninja on the in the picture, which I like. Oh yeah. How about a Skyclave cleric? One three for two. It's a planes on the other side, a white mana on the other side. How about a Maria's call? This is another one of those ones that you can bolt yourself. To get a planes. Oh, yeah. Okay. So this is white, 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 four. Yeah. Create two, four, four white angel warrior creatures with flying non-angel creatures you control gain indestructible until end of turn. There is a, a indestructible until end of turn sub-theme to protect my mana dorks because, you know, we're not playing any fucking land. I need mana dorks. <laughs> I wish this was an instant. It would be an excellent card in the deck if it was. Well, it's until your next turn. Just play it uh, on yeah, your I turn, get I, some dudes, and yeah. then... Yeah, late game, if I have seven mana and I don't need any more land, I can just make my guys indestructible and negate any potential wrath. It kind of gives you haste, because you play your dude that you need to tap, but he's indestructible until the... Yeah, yeah, You can actually yeah. untap with it. So or or if I have Child of Alara, and this is a thing, this is why I like the indestructible stuff in this deck, because if I have Child of Alara on the battlefield... And then I cast this, and then I sacrifice Child of Alara. It makes my creatures indestructible. I get to keep all of them where everybody else has to just get all theirs destroyed. Ooh. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Balagid Recovery. This is this is a regrowth for three mana, which is useful. It's fine. Yep. I actually play an Eternal Witness in this deck so at the same mana cost. The upside to this one, instead of getting a 2-1 in it like Eternal Witness, we get a, a green mana on the back. Neat. Yeah. How about... Palaka Predation. This is a black mana on the back and a cool picture on the front. Undo Inversion. Destroy all non-white permanents for eight mana. Non-land permanents. Oh, non-land permanents. Yeah. So this does the same thing as my commander, so obviously that's an effect that I'm interested in. If if I'm not doing the combo thing or if I have my backup combo kind of online, I can do that. Or I can use it as a white mana on the back. How about Seagate Restoration? That's a, a a bolt myself for a blue on the back? Yep. Or double my hand size on the front? Yeah. Sure. Shatter Skull Smashing. X damage, damage to two target creatures or planeswalkers? X damage divided as you choose among two target creatures or planeswalkers. If X is six or more, and it, I don't know, probably won't be, I can double it. Or I can bolt myself for a mountain on the back. Yep. McKindy Stampede? McKindy Stampede. Are, what are those things? Are those sheep or bugs? I think they're sheep. Ah, uh, you're probably right. Maybe they're like goats or something. Anyways, creatures you control get plus two, plus two until end of turn. Not terrible if I've got an opening with like indestructible mana dorks. You know, sacrifice child of Alara. All my mana dorks survive because they're indestructible. Pump them all and just like attack for 30. 
It's a tapped white. It's a tapped white on the back. That card is. (laughs) How about Song Mad Treachery? That's a five mana threaten effect or a red on the back. Zoff Consumption. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely a black on the back. A Zoff must be a mosquito because there's a bunch of mosquitoes and they're giant and they're eating like a. I don't know what the hell that is. A deer, maybe? Yeah, that's like that's like magic's analog to the Jumanji mosquitoes from the original Jumanji with Robert Robin Williams. Gross. Yeah. How about Turn Timber Symbiosis? Ooh, this card's almost good in this deck, but essentially it's bolt myself for uh, a green. Yeah. <laughs> reveal the top seven of our library, blah, 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 blah. We're playing cards that let us reveal our whole library. Yeah, we don't need that crap. You'll see. Bane Vale. Blue on the back. Jwari Disruption. Blue on the back. Kazul's Fury. Red on the back. Ah, uh, well, maybe this is how I sacrifice Child of Alara. It's also a fling. This is a fling which lets me sacrifice Child of Alara. So that's important. Pretty people, decent. You, I, I know from experience that people do not want Child of Alara to die. And you use it as a deterrent from people attacking you. Or... You use it as like a, a very political move, like, okay, I'll attack in, uh, block or don't block, or if somebody wants you to block, or somebody wants to block to kill somebody else's stuff, like, you can use it that way, but if you just want it dead, Fling will get it dead. Absolutely. You know what else will get it dead? Hagra Mauling. Yeah, that is a, a destroy target creature thing, or a black on the back. Colony Ambush. This might get it dead, too. Target creature you control fights target creature you don't control. So if there's another 6-6 six, six or bigger, this will kill Child of Alara, or it'll give me a tapped green on the back. You know what I like about this card the most? The cool picture. The cool picture. Because that that that, that, ta- that tiger here has Def- knives. Definitely got knives. Like, I think it's like one of them weird Zendikari evolutions where they're like, they evolved to fight nature or they whatever. They evolved to fight with knives? Y- yeah, knife hands. Tiger knife fights? I never. I don't want to go to Zendikar at all. No. No, I do not. No. How about Salundi Vision? I don't even know what this card does. It's got a tap blue on the back. Kabira Takedown. This actually does damage equal to the number of creature I control to target creature or planeswalker with a tapped white on the back. This could kill Charlotte <laughs> <Pilar> too. <laughs> Spike Field Hazard. Ah, fuck, I don't even know. That's a red on the back. Red on the back. Sajiri Shelter. This one's good. Sajiri Shelter gives uh, target creature protection from the color of your choice until end of turn. So if you don't want Child to die, (laughs) you give give it this. Or if you don't want a Mana Dork to die, or it's just a tapped white on the back. Valakut Awakening. Good one, too. This is a good one. Three mana instant speed, remember. Any number of cards from your hand, put them onto the bottom of your library, draw that many cards. Plus one. Plus one. That is a cool card. This card will dig you to whatever, dig you to your combo, or this card will actually help you win the game. It's a good-ass card. Yeah, it's a good-ass card. I yeah. like that card a lot. Yeah. Oh, and it gives you a red on the back, yeah. which is also important because it's a, it's a mana. Vastwood Fortification. Plus one on a creature, green on the back. Malakir Rebirth. This one with Child of Valar is fucking nasty choose a creature lose two life until end of turn that creature gains when this creature dies return it to the battlefield under your control so child dies nukes everything comes right back to the battlefield (laughs) (laughs) Uh, or it's a tap black on the back yes tap black on the back yeah yeah we're rappers we got there i don't know how many that is yet but i will let the cat out of the bag when we continue to talk about mana production for the deck, there's a total of 53 things that give us mana. I want to say we've done about half of them. And the rest of them are going to go by pretty quick. Pretty quick. <laughs> observe. We have Bloom Tender, Fabro, Elder, Beast Caller, Savant, Birds of Paradise, Elves of Deep Butthole, Druid of the Anima, Lanwar Elves, Priest of Tits, Findhorn Elf, Urborg Elf, Noble Hierarch, Quirion Elves, Elvish Spirit Guide, Simeon Spirit Guide, Tinderwall. Is that all of those are all of the kind of dorks. What about the mana rocks? Well, the mana rocks are also there. And for mana rocks, we have chrome mox, lotus petal, mana crypt, sol ring. Ooh, and then for rituals... Jesus, how was the budget for this deck? Yeah, I don't want to think about it. Then for rituals, we have a phyretic ritual, a or a pyretic ritual, a mana morphos, a dark ritual, a cabal ritual, and that is all. And remember, the black, 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 you can get black, black for mana morphos. 
you can get black, 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 or five black from Cabal Ritual and three black from Dark Ritual. Sick. So we can do that, and there's a fairly even distribution of modal double face cards that give us black, and we've got we've got Bloom Tender, Faboral Elder, Birds of Paradise, Beastcaller Savant, Elves of Deep Butthole, Urborg Elf, that all give us black as well for that Egadim's Awakening. So there is... A fair amount of black, probably just as much as green. And as we go into the rest of the deck, we're going to see sort of that trend continue. I dig it. Where should we go next? Let's go to the tutor section. We're going to talk about tutors because there's some interesting ways that we tutor in a deck that has no land. There's no land in this deck. I thought about adding one, and it's the one that you think because you know what the combo kill is. <laughs> but, I, but we don't need it in Commander because we have so many cards in our deck. Yeah, it's pretty so, cool. fucking zero land. This is not like the one land Belcher in Legacy. Those Remember in the pre-show or, yeah, or, or no, the start of the show? This is no land dredge. Yeah, and like we don't fucking need them. That's pretty cool. So let's look at the first, air quotes, air quotes, tutor. Abundance. Abundance? You're using an enchantment as a tutor, CCO? Yeah. What the heck? You know where you are. Green, green, two. If you would draw a card, you may instead choose land or non-land. And guess what? We'll choose land and reveal cards from the top of our library until we reveal the chosen kind. <laughs> we won't fucking reveal any. <laughs> then put that card into your hand and all the rest revealed this way on the bottom of your library in any order so it lets you take your whole library order it however you want and then put it back this is this is let's say four mana no life loss vampiric tutor every turn we just Ooh. pick whatever card in our entire deck that we want to draw we just put it right on the fucking top how do you draw the card oh you just pick non-land yes <laughs> yes you just pick non-land <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. I like that a lot. And if it changes, if it changes, it's like, like I guess every second turn you 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 don't draw a card. <laughs> like we've got other ways to draw cards. We well, just set it up for the way that you want it, and then when you play your demonic consultation, you could just redo it real quick. That's the next card. So black for an instant, and this is a CEDH staple. This card's expensive now. Yeah. Name a card. Exile the top six cards of your library. So we hope the name card's not in there. <laughs> <laughs> then reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal the named card. Put that card into your hand, exile all the rest. Ooh. Yeah, so a little bit dangerous, but I tell you, we've got some built-in kind of insurance for this card, and we, we'll get there. We have a D-Toots. That just searches for any card you want. We have an E-Toots. That searches for artifact or enchantment, puts it on top, instant speed. We have a Fabricate. Three mana, search for an artifact, into hand. Finale of Devastation. Oh, baby. This card, when I remembered this card, when I'm searching through tutors that I can include, fuck, this one just made this... Rock hard? Eggplant. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is Green Green X, Searcher Library, and or Graveyard. Ooh. There it is. For a creature with converted mana cost X or less, put that card onto the B. Yep. And then if it's 10 or less, or 10 or more... Creatures you control get plus X, plus X, and haste until end of turn. That probably won't happen. Probably won't happen, but you heard all the mana dorks were playing. Maybe it could if we've got a lot of mana dorks, but we're using the mana dorks to make X equal 10, so, so it's like, I don't no know. no reason to do it. Sure. Brando's Alter Suggestion of the Week. You could paint a little fire-breathing Grimlock on there. You would sell it immediately. Sure. Next one up, Recross the Paths. I know this card. Look at this morning tide I, gem, hey? I like it. It's got Clash. You think we're ever going to win a Clash? We actually oh, might. You Some of those me? modal double face cards fuck, cost 100. Fuck yeah, we are. We're going to win lots of Clashes in this deck. Have you seen how much the shitty side of those lands cost? Oh, man, yeah. Oh, dude. You reveal my 10 mana double face card. <laughs> so this is a sorcery for green two. Reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a land card. Uh-oh. Guess, guess what's going to happen? We're fucking not going dude, to. That's not going to happen. <laughs> Put that card into your hand, so we're not going to. 
and the rest on your bottom in any order. So this reorders your whole library just like Abundance did. Just like Abundance. And we can clash and potentially do that again. Now clash is you reveal the top card of your library with an opponent. They do the same. Whoever has the highest converted mana cost wins that clash. Yeah, if you win the clash, this card goes back to your hand. So you could hypothetically recross the paths and instantly win the clash because you can just put something that costs nine on top. That's a great idea. Yeah. Didn't even think of that. And then just put this back in your hand. And then you can draw your nine cost thing, which will be a land or whatever it, it is. It'll be that a land that, that you needed. So you get the fucking land anyways. Oh my God. I didn't <laughs> even think of that. <laughs> or you can just nuke the whole board. Yeah. This is a. Fuck, that is genius. <laughs> Man, so everybody out there, all the other content creators that are knocking CCO for being casual, dumb, bad magic players, we just fucking next level all of them. We're galaxy brain as fuck. We are CCO brain. That's right. There's a difference. Instead of having a galaxy in your head, it's just a beer. It's just an empty beer can rattling around like in the back of my truck. <laughs> All right, uh, in the, la the last three cards of this section, we have Pull from Eternity and Rift Sweeper and Noxious Revival. Yeah, so a little bit of insurance that I talked about. N Noxious Revival, put a thing from your graveyard on top of your library, and you can pay it for Phyrexian Green at instant speed. You can also do this on your opponent. Oh, yeah. So hypothetically, let's say you don't want an eight-cost thing with your Clash because you want to get your... Agadims, whatever. Yes. So you could find somebody's fetch land, put it on top of their library, get your Agadims on top of yours, clash with them, make sure that you win. Oh, get yeah, your thing just back. give them a land. Yeah. And then we can win a clash with a three drop. And yeah. this costs zero. Yeah. Just two life. So, okay. There's all kinds of little tricksy things and, you can do with this. And I, I, put, I put this in the tutor section because if we, with some future cards, put our entire library into our graveyard because, you know, no lands. <laughs> we can search our entire graveyard with Noxious Revival, put it on top of our library. If we do it from graveyard to on top of our library at the cost of two life, it's exactly Vampiric Tutor. And instead of $87, I spent nothing because I own a Noxious Revival. <laughs> now, pull from Eternity, white, instant, put target face-up card that's exiled into its owner's graveyard. So remember, graveyard, it's fine. I don't care that it's there because I can get it back. Noxious Revival and other things. If it's exiled with Demonic Consultation or other things that might exile, I can just get it back from pull. And Rift Sweeper enters the battlefield, choose target face-up card that's exiled, shuffle it into your library. The cool thing is, is if we exiled our whole library with demonic consultation because we named like fuck i don't know forest because we're not <laughs> playing any we can then cast a rift sweeper shuffle the, the exact thing that we want into our library so on our next turn we draw it because it's Ooh. the only card in our library Ooh. so lots of little weird little ditties that we can do i like it all right let's keep going we're not going to tell everybody what we're doing yet we'll go to our dig for what we want to do that we're not telling you yet and some of the cards that are going to keep us alive while we, we, we hunt. Yeah, and this section is going to highlight some of the cards that I like, some of the cards you like, and some, some more new cards from Zendikar Rising. Neat. We'll start with Azusa, Lost But Seeking? Two extra lands per turn. We're not playing any lands, Ryan. When we have the choice to play lands <laughs> on modal double face cards, we can choose to play extra nah, ones. Yeah, <laughs> see we did there. We're going to dry out of the Elysian Grove. This is an important one. This is an extra land card, and our lands are every basic land type. So that'll get us to our black, 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 green, 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 red, 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 blue, 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 if we end up having to cast those big sorcerers. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, green, ancient Green Warden. Oh, another new one. And you just picked one up from Fusion, didn't you? I did. This is a cool card. Did you use CCO exclusive promo code, CCO Fusion 5? You know it. There it is. Did you get 5% off? I sure did. Fuck yeah. Okay, this is a 6-drop 5-7 with reach. Sounds oh. terrible. <laughs> Sounds, Sounds like it just come into play tapped on the other side with a fucking green. What is this? A fucking white card? It's so bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, just wait. There's more. You can play lands from your graveyard. That's strictly medium. Now it sounds like a freaking black card. <laughs> 
And just for the record, everybody in CCO Nation, if you have the choice to play a land out of your graveyard and there's a land on the back of a modal double face card, it's it's essentially giving you the same choice as playing that card as a land out of your hand. So you can play a modal double face card as a land out of your graveyard. Very important to note. They're not lands in your graveyard per se, so you can't get them back with stuff like Life from the Loam, but you can still technically play them with things like Ancient Greenward. Yes. The other thing it does is land harmonicon. If there's a land ability that causes, or a land entering the battlefield causes an ability to trigger, like landfall, it triggers twice. And a couple of the, the throwaways that come into play tapped with lands on the other side, they do actually have landfall. Like the 3-3 three, three elephant for 3, landfall plus 2 plus 2. Sure. Sure. It's fine. I don't really care about that ability. I like a 5-7 with reach. It's mm-hmm. it's kind of akin to or on the level of size as as Child of Alara is. That's cool. Got beaters. It blocks stuff all day. Blocks stuff all day and lands from the graveyard, which is important. We are playing a Crucible of Worlds and a Ramanap Excavator as well. Yes, so we're going to jump over the Ramanap Excavator and go directly on to Boros Charm. Ooh, choose one. Don't care. Don't care. And permanence you control gain indestructible until end of turn. Yes. If it just said that, I would play this card because it's two mana. Austere Command. Ooh, choose two this time for six mana. Destroy all artifacts. Cool. Destroy all enchantments. Neat. Destroy all little creature. Ooh. Probably won't pick that one. Destroy all big creature. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. I don't like the art on that card. I don't like it. Ah, that's the the Masters 25 art or something. That's the new one. I don't like it. I just I don't like it. I like the original command arts from Lorwin or from Lorwin, yeah. I, I don't know what it is about me. This is just a total aside. I don't know what it is about me, but I don't like magic cards that show people doing magic on them, except for that counter spell where the guy's going mm, and the spell's like shooting Yay. out of his hand and then just going flaccid. <laughs> the the original like the OG counter spell art. Yeah. Yeah. But I I I don't really like cards where people are doing magic on them. Yeah, it's like in in your mind you have kind of like this vision of what magic looks yeah, like. I'm doing the magic. Yeah. They're not doing the I, magic. Oh, I, I get am. you. Oh, yeah. I, that okay. That's a good reason. I thought like in my mind's eye, I know what m- magic doing, <laughs> what that looks like, and to capture it in still form on a card doesn't really do it justice because when I'm shooting magic out of my hands or whatever, it looks very dynamic. Yeah. There's lots of movement and colors, maybe sparks, maybe smoke. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe some, giant eggplants flying everywhere. Yeah, some frogs and shit. Middle like, fingers shooting out. Hell yeah. Yeah. Instead of a wand, we just have a middle finger. We waggle it back and forth and some lightning comes out of it. Yeah. Oh, man. The altar of the day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We already talked about Crucible of Worlds. How about Flawless Maneuver? Okay. Flawless Maneuver, like Boros Charm, is white to creatures you control gain indestructible to the turn if we control our commander who cares we can cast it for free cool. which, which is great like if child's gonna die you just flawless maneuver and then it doesn't die or you like let child die or or or, or you cast flawless maneuver for free then sacrifice child of alara and then all of our stuff lives and everybody else's stuff dies neat that's good yeah. get probe yeah, pay two life draw card look at a player's hand Golgari Charm. Regenerate all our creatures. That's just like Boros Charm. <laughs> Heroic Intervention. All of our shitkins, indestructible and hexproof. Rites of Flourishing. There it is. That's another extra land card and a little CCO classic staple there, right? Like that one. Everybody draws an extra card. Everybody plays an extra land. Everybody likes that. If you play that on turn three, you're not getting attacked till turn five unless you're going off. Yes. That's, that's like a unwritten rule of commander. Yeah. It should be a written rule of command. And people knock on that card all the time because you're giving your opponents resources. But I think in in fun games of commander, I think that you want them I think that you want everybody to kind of do their thing, yeah. right? We've talked about this on the show lots of times where nobody plays EDH for turn one, two, three. We play it for f- turn four, five, and on. And this gets everybody there faster, so we get to play that fun game sooner. And huh. this isn't CDH. This is this is this, this is, is EDH. This isn't even. This is capital CDH. <laughs> this is casual. <laughs> I was gonna say this isn't even tryhard CEDH. This is like show up hungover, like, like call it in EDH. <laughs> <laughs> this is like I just have to be there in person because you know I was out till five a.m. last night. <laughs> DH. 
What? Why are we playing Shamanic Revelation? Draw a card for each creature you control? Oh, uh, yeah. We're playing I, lots of creatures. I'm, I read the ferocious part and was like, that's never going to happen. Oh, no. Who cares? Throw away. You know how much on every card we're throwing away? <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> Speaking of cards you like to throw away, Street Wraith. Pay two life, draw a card. It's just like Git Probe. Everything else is literally just fucking throw away. <laughs> Treasure cruise. I'm throwing stuff away out of my graveyard. <laughs> Delve my graveyard, draw three for blue. Excellent. Unbreakable formation. All right, here's the, here's the uh, is it the last one? I don't know. It's white two creatures you control gain indestructible. If we do it during our main phase, put a plus one on those counters and they, or creatures and they gain vigilance. So I don't think I've ever actually played that on. Sometimes yeah. if you're alpha striking into somebody that's got a bunch of death touch. If we flaw if we flawless maneuver or heroic intervention, and then we sacrifice Child of Alara and our stuff doesn't die, and then we cast <laughs> uh, what is it? Defensive formation? Uh, unbreakable Un formation. Unbreakable formation. And then we attack in, maybe. Maybe you'll maybe. get you'll do like ten. Yeah, maybe we'll do like yeah, fifteen <laughs> damage instead of seven or eight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about should we talk about how we win? Let's talk about how we win. Let's talk about Let's what, fucking do it. What are we actually doing? We're going to do this in the roundaboutest of ways, of course. No, 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 let's let's things. let's talk about let's well, talk we, about the win con and then and then they'll then everybody'll say, "Well, that only kills one person." And then we'll say, "Just wait a fucking minute." Okay. <laughs> and then we'll do those other cards. We're playing Goblin Charbelt, Ryan. <laughs> 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 See, people thought we were kidding when we were talking about No Land Belcher and Legacy. Oh, man. No. We're playing No Land Belcher in 100-card Singleton Legacy. That's what we're doing. 100-card Singleton Legacy, but we called it in because we were up too late last night. <laughs> Goblin Charbelcher is an artifact for four. You pay three and tap it. Reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a land card. Huh. Oh, man. Here we go. Goblin Charbelcher deals damage equal to the number of non-land cards revealed this way to target creature... Or player. Uh-oh. If you revealed a mountain card this way, Goblin Charbelter deals double that damage instead. Put the revealed cards on the bottom of your library in any order. So it kills somebody. And then it tutors you your next fucking card. <laughs> <laughs> and that card, that card, or those cards, are always going to be Dramatic Reversal, which untaps all of our non-land permanents, so all of our mana dorks, mana rocks, and Goblin Charbelter. Turnabout, which untaps all of our artifacts, creatures, and lands, and Kirkesh Onaki Ancient, which whenever you activate an ability of an artifact, if it's not a mana ability, you could pay red. If you do, you copy that ability. So we get two <laughs> Goblin Charbelter triggers. <laughs> <laughs> ah, get stuffed, everybody. Oh, and you see the reason for having the the git probe and the street wraith and, and and things like that in there now because if you charbelcher and you have one of those cards in your hand you just immediately draw your dramatic reversal and cast it and you charbelcher again yeah and in legacy sometimes charbelcher decks play like one taiga because if you reveal a mountain it does double and you might want a green for xyz reason right sure yeah who cares yeah. We don't need that because when we reveal like an 80 card library, we're going to deal 80 damage. Yeah, the odds of you killing somebody are very high. Very high. Now, there's a new card from Zendikar Rising. I can't think of the name right now. It's the one that lets you copy an activated ability. Oh, the... the Or a spell or a permanent. It's, so we it, get two Charbelchers out of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I to. thought about that one. I thought about copying Charbelcher itself or copying the, the Charbelcher activated ability. What, it's, is it Lithoform Engine? Maybe. Does that sound right? I don't know. Let's look it up. It is Lithoform Engine. I just looked it up. Brando's looking through his stack of stuff he's trading in. <laughs> <laughs> you get some good money for that one. It's about 15 bucks. Good God. Yeah. I don't think I opened one of those, actually. It so, me sad. Well, it's a mythic. This could go into the deck. I, I thought, oh, it's 15 bucks. The deck's already, like, not very budget. Uh, I, I don't really care because I own pretty much this whole deck if I decide to build it. So if you open one... Let's give it a read. It's, it's a legendary artifact for four. You can pay two tap it. Copy target activated or triggered ability you control. You may choose new targets for the copy. So it's funny. We could copy Charbelter's ability or Kirkesh's triggered ability and pay red twice and copy it twice anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we could pay three, tap it, copy target instant or sorcery spell you control. 
and choose new targets. Get this. You could. You could cast Charbelcher, copy the Charbelcher to get an additional Charbelcher, use your dramatic reversal or your turnabout to untap all your shit and then activate both Charbelchers and then copy one of the Charbelcher activations to kill everybody at the same time. Could you just copy could you ch- copy the dramatic reversal if you have three things that are going to untap? with with the dramatic reversal or copy the turnabout to untap everything and copy the turnabout again and untap everything and copy the turnabout again and untap everything yes yeah maybe that's why i didn't put it in there (laughs) that's that's the kind of stuff when when you're copying stuff that lets you untap or copying copy stuff that lets you target an ability again to copy it yeah, yeah. That's the kind of stuff that goes like in Calamax, and that's the kind of stuff that goes in uh, the Tefri Planeswalker, right? That's With some greasy ass shit. Yeah, and and that's cool. That goes in decks, and it would be good in this deck. But if this isn't the way we're gonna win, I actually have a different backup support plan in place. Now I'm gonna your different backup support plan that we're going to get to right now would be made better by that card. I think that you're probably right. And the backup support plan does play a couple groaners, like, uh, right? Really, you're doing that. But it also does include cards that you and I personally very much like. Oh, yeah. And that's why I included it. The Lithoform Engine, I don't know, package, it's fucking one card, would <laughs> tighten up the deck a lot. It would free up a lot of space because, like, in this backup package, 16 slots, I was like, oh, geez, my deck has, like, 80 cards. What am I going to do to like fill it up? Like, what am I just going to run fogs and counter spells? How am I going to cast any of that? So I thought, well, why don't I do some other backup combo of just shit that I like to play? Because what do we say all the time? What's fun? Multiple ways to win, different gameplay experience every time. And stuff that we like to play. We encourage people to play stuff that you like. So that's what I did. Money where our mouth is again. That's we're doing it. All right, so let's give it a read here because there's some ones that I guarantee not any person has fucking heard of. Okay, let's read. Oh, I'm going to clump them together and we'll go over what they do. Okay. And then we'll talk about them. We have Avenging Druid, Balustrade Spy, and Undercity Informer. Those are... And Destroy the Evidence. Yes. <laughs> Somehow, or some way, who cares, when they enter, when they attack, when they hit you, when they die, when they destroy a land... Reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a land card. <laughs> then put all of those cards into your graveyard. So that is grind, essentially, right? Yep. And there's mind grind and mind funeral and, and consuming aberration, but those only do it to your opponent. So pray to fuck that your opponent's not playing those cards against this deck. <laughs> but if they are, we've got some backup. The point is, we put our entire deck into our graveyard. That's Boom. where Noxious Revival's good. Yes. Yes, that's where that card's good. Okay. Now, we also play a Hermit Druid. Does the same thing. Reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a basic land card. Put that card into your hand and the rest into your graveyard. Straight into the graveyard. Hermie D, one of my... He's he's in, like, my close-knit... He's my boy. He's very good. Yeah. He's in, he's in your group of friends. So, when we put everything into our graveyard, let's see who we might want to get back. We've got a Butt Gasp, we've got a Reassembling Skeleton, we've got a Narc Amoeba, and we've got a Viscera Dragger. So, and I think we've got we've got a couple more Unearthed. The Viscera Dragger's got Cycling 2, but it also has Unearthed. You can cast it from your graveyard for 2 mana and it gains haste until end of turn. The, the Reassembling Skeleton, we can return it from our graveyard to the battlefield for 2 mana. Narc Amoeba, if it goes from your library into your graveyard, you return it to the battlefield. And Blood Gast is... Landfall, return it to the battlefield from your graveyard. Well, we, we have a Fate Stitcher a as fate, well. Yeah, Fate Stitcher was the other one. You may tap or untap another target permanent. That could also be very good with Lithoform Engine. The The key to this one is, again, Unearth. And when you Unearth for just a blue, remember, Unearth does give it haste. Yeah, it's yes. very good. Yes, very yes. good. And it untaps your Belcher, and then it allows you to play Dread Return. Yes, Dread Return, flashback, because remember, it's going to be in our graveyard. Sacrifice three creatures to flash it back. Return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Uh Uh-oh. Now, everybody probably heard graveyard into library. 
get creature back from thing put in play. So yes, we're playing Thassa's Oracle. Yes, we're playing Labman. Yes, and Thassa's Oracle Demonic Consultation could be like a, a tertiary and the strongest <laughs> combo. <laughs> but everybody's like, well, Thassa's Oracle, what if you miss the ETB, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Well, we've also got an Eternal Witness that we can get back from our Dread Return. The Eternal Witness gets us our Thassa's Oracle back to our hand instead of the battlefield. So then we can kind of just subtly sculpt where we're going to cast the Thassa's Oracle. Dig it. Yeah. We also play an Underwear Breach. Oh, baby, that card. When we've got our entire library in our graveyard, Underworld Breach with Dark Ritual just lets us net two mana every time we exile three cards. So we can make 30, 90 mana. We can cast Dark Ritual like 30 times, make 90 mana. That's fine. Or 60 mana because we only net two. That's pretty good. That's going to get us whatever creatures are left in our graveyard. That's going to get us our Agadim's Awakening for like 40 or whatever to get every creature back. I just thought of this. Agadim's Awakening from our graveyard via Underworld Breach off of Dark Ritual Cycling. It's going to get every creature back. And then that that pump one that gives all our creatures plus two or the finale of Devastation, Devastation. from the graveyard. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> man, we're doing it. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, we're going to do it. Oh, uh, what can uh, so underworld the, underwear breach do? Uh, honestly, tertiary. What's what's after tertiary backups? What's backup to the power of fourth? <laughs> backups to the power of five. <laughs> We've got backups for days. We're backing this bitch right up. We haven't even talked about all the backups yet, Ryan. Because we have. We haven't a, even talking about the the brashest of backups. The brashest of backups. The one card backup plan that can go in any deck that will take down games. By its mere presence in Brash Taunter. Oh, Brash oh. Taunter. If you cannot, just you can't, if you can't pull from Eternity, Tudor, Mill, Win, Lab Man, you're going to die. Fuck. Just make Brash Taunter fight their biggest guy. Indestructible 1 1 for 5. When it's dealt damage, it deals that much damage to target opponent. And you can go red two tap, Brash Taunter fights another target creature. Yet another reason why every deck should play a Brash Taunter. No. D every deck, Underworld Breach. <laughs> every deck. Yeah, oh, fuck, get this. Okay, so we're going to have Threshold. So our Cabal Ritual, pay two to get five black. So we'll net three. So if we just dump everything at the cost of three cards per cycle, we'll get like, we will get 90 mana. It won't be 60. And then we could use a red and a green to metamorphose into whatever yeah, color we you want. You can metamorphose into fucking any color. <laughs> but what, no, we can't do that because we're going to draw a card then. Fuck that. You can play Abundance. You can play Abundance. <laughs> you can play Abundance. You can play Abundance and just choose because if you would draw a card, you just reveal until you hit the chosen. Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> Dude, This you can't kill this deck. This deck is indestructible. You can't kill it. No, it's tier one. How can we cycle Pull From Eternity infinite, infinitely to continuously put cards back into our graveyard? Lithoform engine. <laughs> can we do that? Can we just like have a thousand Lithoform engine like double copy spell things on the stack and just like copy Pull From Eternity like a thousand times? Toll back everything from exile into our graveyard so we can continuously cast the creature side of when it enters the battlefield gain two life. That's a planes on the other side. So we can just gain all of the life. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Because we can just keep playing our turnabout and Oh man. Yeah. We could goblin char belter our damn self. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. You just keep do just keep go infinite for so long. Yeah, I'm gonna belcher myself. <laughs> belcher myself. And I'm I gonna guess. survive. Then I'll belcher you and I'll belcher you. I'll belcher you guys all five hundred times. We might as well just a ether flux reservoir on this deck. We might as well. Oh, because that's what it'll this make is the deck to. worse. <laughs> But that is the whole deck. Oh no, not Ether Flux Reservoir. Um, no, Par I, Paradox Engine. No, I, I said Ether Flux Reservoir because we're gonna play enough spells. You oh, might as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, how do we make this deck worse with Ether Flux? That'll make it better. <laughs> no, fuck that. Oh man, so good. So, okay, here's so, the thing. Here's the thing. So yet another deck built by Ryan meant to do one thing that turns out it just goes infinite in fourteen different ways. Didn't even mean to. <laughs> didn't mean to whoops moving on to strengths and weaknesses i think that we've mostly covered the strengths yes but just for just for prosperity instant combo kills 
And a, a multiplicity of them. Oh, there's several of them. <laughs> Multiple ways to combo and win game is my note. Yes. <laughs> okay. Plays new cards and plays cards we like. Agreed. Both fun and exciting ways to play Magic. Very cool. They're, they're the reasons why I hope most people play Magic. And you're going to open these new cards anyways. Yeah, you're you're going to crack packs. You're probably looking at them right. You're probably opening them while you listen to us. Get your lithoforms. Get your showcase whatevers. I don't think we're playing any... Oh, I don't think we're playing anything that has showcase arts. Oh, fuck, hello. <laughs> we're playing like 35 cards from Zendikar Rising. Yeah, they all have. Yeah. So, Not all of them, but okay. lots of them. Okay. Oh, and, and this deck will age relatively well. With Call Time next year, we're going to get more modal double face cards. I'm willing to put the CCO stamp on some of those modal double face cards in Call Time. Will be creature thing on front, bell on front, land on back. Ooh. They said that they're going to be a combination thereof, maybe creature on the front, sorcery on the back type thing. Huh. But we are getting the pathway cycle, like land on both sides, not ETB tapped. We're getting the other four of those or five of those, however many are left in call time. Why did they print six of them? Uh, so they could stretch it out and because money? I but, don't know. Well, but why didn't they just do five? Why didn't they do the enemy colored ones and then the, they did like a mixture of them? Yeah. I, why did they do that? I don't know what the actual reason is, but maybe call time has something to do with like three color tribes or guilds or maybe there's like maybe there's three two color tribes and then like one is by themselves maybe the story of call time kind of dictated what lands they need put the stamp on that one yeah because my brain was melting because i opened so many of these goddamn lands you're like why the fuck don't i have 10 well i had six of them and i'm like why did i open five of this one and zero of four of them what the fuck <laughs> and i was just losing it oh man and i had to look at the spoiler and it's like oh Oh, now I feel like an asshole. I'm an idiot. Yeah, and I suck. Oh, man. Damn it. Okay, those are the strengths. I think they're good strengths to yes. have. Weaknesses. The deck in its current form is a little bit weak to mass life gain decks. If decks are if decks are in the neighborhood of 70, 80, 90 life decks, which they, they exist. They do exist. Aiden, FU Aiden's got that one ETB, like, just bounce and ETB gain life creature deck. Yeah. And some of those creatures, like, ETB gain six life. Yes. And then he, like, Panharmonicon, so he's up in the neighborhood of, like, 120 life routinely. Yeah, it's a lot. So this deck will have to Belcher him twice, and that kind of thins out what you do with Belcher. Right. Okay. Although Belchering for 90 is still pretty good. That's yeah, like Dece, I guess. Maybe we'll have to play one fucking mountain. No, not no, that. no, we're not. Okay, real weakness. This deck plays actual bad cards. Oh yeah, the, <laughs> yeah. La the your lands suck. A Coom Warrior, the five four trample for six or whatever. We're not even getting six power for six mana. It's ter yeah, it's terrible. It's fucking. There bad. are some bad. This card, this deck would just eat shit to a Blood Moon, or a Leyline of the Void. Or a, like anything that stops you from searching, digging, or ramping using your lands would just ruin you. Yeah, yeah. Things that that ruin traditional multicolor land decks, like the the Jund land deck, or the Saltai land deck, or the five color land deck. This deck is weak to the same thing that most land decks are weak to. Yeah, and then it has the added disability of it doesn't have the rebuild potential or the answers to those those things yeah it's kind of a, a glass cannon i guess if you will which we pl we're, we're building a deck here that i like to play that high risk high reward yeah it, it might be a little bit gimmicky it might be the kind of thing where i try to bust out like maybe once a month type deck and it's just like okay this is my drinking deck i'm gonna see if i can like drink six or seven beer and just try and pilot this fucking monstrosity into the butthole of the ship like on the end of on <laughs> independence, independence day, day. Yeah, up yours <laughs> yeah, that's going to be me. You know what would be a neat addition to this deck? I just thought of this. I don't know if this is how it would work, but I feel like it would work. If you could find a way of blinking your own stuff, you could blink the lands out, and they would come back as the other side, right? Is that how that would work? Like oh, jeez, I think so. Like, you could blink a land out and get a Kazandu Mammoth for it. Or does it, or something. Or does it stay exiled because it changes its state? I don't know. I that, have no idea. Let us be, know on yeah. Twitter at CCO Podcast at CCO Brando. Because that could be an interesting thing where you like 
find a way of mass blanking all your lands, and then you just get a it's a bunch of shitty guys, but you get a that's fine. That's pile of fucking that's, guys. What's what's the what was the old modern had um, all of the the cascade stuff that you that green spell that just got all your stuff into play, and everything just had like. Like cycling, so you put it into your graveyard. Oh no, that was Living End deck. Yeah, that was Living End. Living End, but wasn't there a green one that did the same thing? I don't think so. I think yeah, there was end. a green one that had zero mana cost that got you big things. Oh, I don't know. Whatever. It, yeah. Yeah. The point is. Yeah, maybe, maybe this could be something be like that. Maybe that's my next monstrosity. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's it. So strengths, weaknesses. Let's look at the budget real quick because well, I'm playing like mana crypts and stuff, right? Yeah, I, I'm. I think. Maybe this is the thing that we'll talk about later. I think that Wizards is going to keep reprinting Mana Crypt because it's an easy equity thing that people want. Oh, yeah. And I think that eventually they're going to hit it where it's going to start getting down where people can actually get them. And well, I really hope that's the you truth. Know, you know what? TCG average price, 100 bucks. Because they're going down. And foil ones don't have that like that 2.5% 2.5x multiplier anymore. Yeah, I would love like, to see Foil that. ones yeah. are like 50% more. Yeah. I would love to see Mana Crypt be like a $40 card. Yeah, that's still high end, but like that's something that I think you could probably justify playing. Like I'm gonna in your power, good deck or whatever. I'm power this up. I'm gonna drop forty bucks on this card. I can see it. Oh, I can, yeah, I'm 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 putting it out there. Well, maybe in Commander Legends, maybe maybe everybody needs to tune into to Commander Cookout on YouTube Ooh. later the later throughout October to to hear some of our thoughts on Commander Legends. Ooh. We've got some we've got some stuff we're working on. Budget budget average price for this deck five hundred and eighty. U.S. freedom dollars. So that's like 1,700 Canadians. That's basically average. Basically budget. Yeah. Listen to this. The mana crypt, it's essentially a, a, a mana, a land, because it costs zero, right? Right. 100 bucks. Bloom Tender, 47. Chrome Mox, 45. D Toots, 36. Enlightened Tutor, 38. Look at that, hey? Yeah. Yeah. Cut all those $266 worth of cuts. Take them all out. Replace them with... Whatever jank your heart desires. Yeah. <laughs> Some piece of shit. $315 that's half filled with Zendikar Rising cards, and those mythic Bolt Yourself lands are only the price that they are because of Standard, and like Dryad of Elysian Grove and, and Azusa, only the price they are because of Standard. Fabro Elder, only the price it is because of Standard. Yeah. Right? Although Fabro... Last time I looked at Fabro Elder, it was like twenty bucks, and now it's one. Well, maybe you were looking at the full art ones or foil ones. Yeah, maybe I was. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the cards are the price they are because they're new, because of standard, and some of them, like Bloom Tender, are are reprints that you can get like in Mystery Boosters. It, it, can you still find those? Are they still, I don't. I don't know if those. I are don't still know. Around. I meant Azusa. You can get in like Core Twenty One packs there or whatever. Go, yeah. It's a reprint. You might have it. So the three hundred and fifteen dollar price tag might be you know two hundred and fifty, which is what we sometimes consider to be what an actual deck costs now. Yeah, and yeah, that sucks. But I'm unfortunately it's the world we live in. And you can probably trade for a lot of this stuff, like especially with new Zendikar Rising things or things from new sets. Your buddies are opening it. You're opening it. You probably have a bunch of crap you don't want. I've got a box of it here, and I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna trade it in for stuff that I do want. There it is. And like Ryan opened a bunch of stuff. Maybe he's got some shit. And instead of hey, nickel hey, wait, and diming I, each other, maybe I, you could just trade across, right? I got this. I got this. If you want to see what we opened. You can tune in to Commander Cookout on YouTube Ooh. because we may or not be opening some stuff, cracking some beers. You can come hang out with us and hear some of our thoughts on Zendikar Rising. Ooh. If you haven't got enough Zendikar Rising from last week's week of content, holy fuck, Jesus every Christ. single day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Spice Calculator. Spice Calculator. Because we hit some all-time records. Ooh. We hit some records. Well, having no land No, just wait. a bunch of trash. Just fucking wait. Popularity on EDHREC.com for Child of Alara. 811 lists as of this recording. That puts him at the what? What, sp what space is he at? 15th. Eight. He's 15th right above Progenitus and right below Scion of the Erdragon. Right above Old Pierogi Tits and right below Ballsack Wing. Tell me I'm wrong. I can't, and now I can't unsee that. Mm, I've painted that card a couple times. So you won't paint anime girls on cards, but you will put testicles. Just scrotum. Moving on. Before we start talking about things that aren't what we're actually talking about. Average CMC of this deck like it matters. 2.89. That's still pretty good. It's still good. Given that we're playing a bunch of cards that cost 402. Yes, with the exchange rate. 
if we cut those cards out, the average CMC might actually be right around two because there's so many mana dorks. And a, like a couple zero drops, like the Lotus Petals and the Mana Crypts. And sure. Yeah, so that's a it's pretty low. But our first record, record for most number of tutors ever played in a deck, I think except for my Animar deck, which we only used to demonstrate a combo deck like on episode 14. Right. Which doesn't fucking count at this point in time. <laughs> Too long ago. Ten tutors. But if we take out the recross the paths and the abundances, if we take out the noxious revival, the pull from eternity and the rift sweeper, which let us tutor full graveyards or exile, if we take those out, oh fuck, with underworld breach, you exile stuff from your graveyard, you can actually tutor your exile with pull from eternity and then cast it with underworld breach. Yeah. Fuck that card's good. Yeah. Dang. If you take those out, (laughs) we only have five tutors. Ooh. So we're going to do the spice calculator with both. Okay. Okay. And technically, we have 11 tutors, because Charbelcher would be one, too. <laughs> so. Okay. Okay. We'll do with 11 and 6. <laughs> oh, fuck. I don't even think of that shit. Okay. Cards different than the stock child list on oh. EDHREC.com. Oh, shit. All-time record. How many cards different? Oh, my God, man. Like I don't. There's actually 100 cards in this deck. 86 different <laughs> cards. The only matches are like the Azusa, the Dryad of the Elysian Grove, Birds of Paradise, Bloom Tender, Sol Ring. Those are the matches. 86 different cards in this less than the stock list. Incredible. Now, if we look at like Charbelcher and how many cards in this list match with other Charbelcher lists, that number goes down. But fuck that. That's not that's, how we do it. That's not what we're doing. Punch it all into the spice calculator with 11 tutors. We get a spiciness of 40. That's still pretty high. Yeah, because we're not playing any of the child staples. (laughs) If you punch it in with five tutors, if we're not counting Charbelcher, because that's actually a win con, let's just pretend. 55. Nice. We actually passed the 50 test with all of the tutors. We fucking got there. (laughs) That's why we're the king and president, baby. Oh man! So look at look at the look at the pie graph of the mana distribution. Look at on the inside, no land. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a ring instead of a circle. Oh, it's the worst oh, pie. Is it having a pie with crust? It's just a crust. It's just the crust. Your fucking drunk uncle ate all of the center of the pie on Thanksgiving and only left you the crust. Oh, what a dick. Yeah, and then we're gonna char belch him <laughs> for eighty. Unless he char belches you after we don't let pie gross. <laughs> The All worst. right. I encourage everybody who's listening to to find the tapped out link, search to custom categories. The link to the deck list will be in the show notes. Wherever you find the podcast, YouTube, themanabase.com. Anywhere it's posted, you'll find the link. You'll find the links to my original lands deck that I talked about on Commander Ad Populum. You'll find all of the sick masterpieces and, uh, well, I guess all of the showcase cards and sick masterpieces that Brando opened on Brando Does Stuff because there was fucking lots of them. There were quite a few. So check those out. (laughs) Remember to like and subscribe to those channels as well. Give us your final thought of the day and thank our glorious overlords. Final thought of the day. I think we hit it. Brian hit it on the park on this one. Another CCO instant classic. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. We want to thank our glorious overlords, FusionGamingOnline.com. They are the source for all your gaming needs. Again, thank you all for being here each and every week, having us in your ear holes, your eye holes, and whatever other hole that you ingest the show through. I dig the deck. If you dug it, try it out. Let us know how you did. And we are going to be back next week with another super exciting episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! (laughs) 